Welcome to the official podcast of the Canberra Raiders. So close to the Raiders. And Papali would be an appropriate man to score. He's done it. He's done it. Brought to you by OAC Digital. Come join us as we go behind the limelight. Hello and welcome to Behind the Limelight, the Raiders' official podcast thanks to OAC Digital. We move into round 10 of the NRL competition where the Canberra Raiders travel to Brisbane to take on the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs in the NRL Magic Round. Round 9 saw the Raiders uh, slump to their fifth straight defeat against the Newcastle Knights. We'll take a look at that game uh, this week and we'll also preview the match up there in Magic Round with our special guest who will join us uh, in a little bit later in the podcast Raiders fullback Charles Nickel Klukstar, who returns to training this week after a couple of weeks back in New Zealand, spending some time uh, with his family while he's been out injured with that neck injury. Joining me on the podcast, as always, Tom Logan and John Croyder. Uh, gentlemen, uh, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Ben. Afternoon, Benny. Good to have you guys uh, back, back on deck this week. Tommy away last week, but back ready to go again uh, this week. Time, as always, to check in uh, what's been happening uh, in terms of news this week. We'll go around the horn. All right, let's have a look, uh, first of all, at the injury toll that we sustained uh, against the Knights last weekend. It sees Joe Tarpany uh, out for two to three weeks with a medial knee injury. We've also got Ryan Sutton, who'll miss two to three weeks with an elbow injury, and Jordan Rapana with one to two weeks with a hamstring. Uh, those guys, um, at periods, have all been playing some pretty good football this season. Uh, Ryan Sutton, in particular, is going to be a big loss because he's been uh, massive for us in our go-forward so far. I think Sutto is a... Massive loss. You you summed that up well. He's been probably, arguably, one of our best, if not our best player this season. Massive loss. Uh, Taps and Rapper also. I mean, Taps was playing really well up until he came off uh, with that injury, and uh, actually he linked up well with Rapper for his try as well. And we all know that Rapper's been really strong coming out of our defensive end lately. So yeah, both huge losses. Yeah, I thought it might have been a bit more serious. Like, I'm glad it's only a couple of weeks. I was pretty worried because you never see Ryan Sutton come off for anything. Like mm-hmm. he's such a tough player. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I'm glad it's only two weeks, but he's going to be a big uh, big loss this weekend. Yeah, hyperextension of the elbow. I think he just got his arm in a, in an awkward position and it sort of bent the wrong way, which is never a nice thing. But from all reports, no structural damage, which is uh, which will see him back in that sort of two- to three-week time frame. Uh, I suppose what it does do is give some opportunities to some players to come back into the side. Uh, we'll have a look at the team a little bit later when we preview the game with Chance, but um, obviously Semi Valame um, getting an opportunity for the first time this season. Really good to see him get a chance. Yeah, absolutely. Really happy for Semi. He had a uh, couple of little hamstring issues of his of his own, but at the start of the season for in New South Wales Cup, he was in fantastic form. He's just he's gotten bigger. He is um, just such a good finisher. And you, you were saying before about Rapper, like. Those meters coming out of our own end, like Semi can do that too. So that's a really good uh, replacement to have. Yep, and also uh, we've got experience coming in. Uh, we've we've spoken all year about the depth that we have, and you know, though we haven't won the games, it's it's great to have that depth. And uh, with uh, both Sutton and Tarpany out, you've got uh, Ryan James and Dynamis Louis, both forward. both um, both guys that have played rep football in over a hundred NRL games. So great to have them back in. Yeah, massive. It, it just shows you how much depth we've got in the forward, especially in the forward stocks here at the club. Great to see Nami and Ryan back in the side. Nami's been putting in some pretty solid performances in New South Wales Cup level, so no doubt he'll be hungry to not lose his place. Plenty of Raiders news happening in and around the NRL over the past couple of weeks, and uh, 
we, we didn't really get to touch on it in last week's podcast because a lot of it sort of uh, broke uh, after we'd recorded that podcast. But, um, you know, a couple of the, the glaring ones, I suppose, is the George Williams um, having some issues with homesickness. We've heard all about that, you know, from both the club and also George himself. So I suppose, um, you know, you can't go into too much detail because we don't know the full extent of the situation. But um, let's just hope that George can, um, you know, at least you know get through this season and um, have the opportunity maybe to go home at the end of a year with the World Cup and and come back refreshed next season. But we we'll sort of see how that plays out over the next few weeks. Yeah, absolutely. It'd be a very challenging situation for him and um, Charlie, his his partner, that expecting their first kid and not being able to go back to England just due to the COVID situation, like. We know how tough it was here during lockdown, but it's been extremely tough over there for the last over a year, well over a year now. So, um, yeah, I really want wish them all the best. And, yeah, hopefully they can go back at the end of the season with the World Cup being over in England. Hopefully that does help. Yep, for sure. Uh, the other one, I suppose, Josh Hodgson deciding to step down as Raiders captain. Now, this happened a couple of weeks ago, but uh, a decision was made at the time um, by the playing group and the club just to... Uh, keep it in-house until Josh was back. Uh, now, that the news did get out, uh, obviously, last week, which caused a bit of a stir in the press, um, without going too much into the details of, of the reasons behind it. Um, I'll, I'll let the man himself talk about it, because he spoke to uh, the media earlier today, and this is what he had to say um, about the news uh, surrounding him recently. How tough a decision was it for you to, to relinquish that captain's yeah, probably the hardest one I've made in my career, to be honest, mate. Um, probably the toughest thing I've had to do. Um, just felt he was right at that time. Um, I only touched on at the start of the year doing a documentary with NRL with Zach um, about how much it means to me to captain this team, being from the other side of the world. And I absolutely love that. The bunch of blokes here and um, to the quality of players we've got, to be able to be captain of them is uh, it, it was a massive honour. So it's certainly one a decision that I took lightly, but. Um, you know, I have my own values and I'm my own man, and um, you know, I, I make my own decisions. I'm a big boy, and, um, and I'm, ne- I'm never going to back down to someone else's opinion. If that's my decision, that's my decision. I'm, you know, I felt um, for a few reasons that it was just the right, right time to come there. Um, you know, as I say, you have multiple stories as to reasons why, and agents aggravating things and, st- and all sorts. So, you know, I'm my own man. I make my own decisions. No one influences me. No one makes my decisions for me. I made my own decision. And, uh, and as I said, it went down, you know, as well as it could have done with, with Ricky. Um, we left on really good terms after the meeting and um, and the boys went about business as normal. Are you willing to sort of go into why you made that decision? Not really, mate. Um, I made a statement and, you know, we've had enough fires starting all over the place these last few weeks. The last thing I need to be doing is starting anymore. I think you know we, we've we've moved past it as a club, so um, I don't think there's any real reason for me to touch on it. It's you know it's it's a decision I made. I come up with on my own, and um, and as I said, we're all you know we're all going around things business as usual and working as hard as we can just to turn it around. There he is, Josh Hodgson. There summing up um, exactly what's been going on uh, over the past couple of weeks with him. And look, he's back in the side this weekend, Tom, and we know what he brings in terms of experience and and just game craft and game management uh, and coming off the bench. Uh, giving him an opportunity to come on uh, with some tired players around. Uh, we'll see how he goes, but I think he'll be a huge asset for this team now. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Hodge is going to offer the, offer up from the bench. Uh, we know he's coming off the back of that ankle injury, so I guess the performance and coaching staff are going to really sort of assess and monitor him carefully. You know, they won't want to rush him back, but, you know, he'll bring a lot of experience, and I'm really looking forward to seeing his, uh, what he's going to do against probably a tired Bulldogs pack. Yeah, he's a, he's a wonderful player. And, I mean, we forget that, you know, this time last year they were talking about him being, you know, 
the, the, the second best behind, if not the best hooker in the game. So, look, he hasn't forgotten how to play football. Um, he's just obviously coming off the back of that knee injury. It's taken him a while to get back into the swing of things. And I just know what a tough competitor he is. And we saw uh, here at HQ last week, boys, we looked out the window and um, it was a cold, wet afternoon. And here's Josh Hodgson out there by himself with 30 footballs just passing and kicking and, and just working on his game. So we know he's committed. Yeah, it went for about 45 minutes. He's just... It sums him up perfectly. He wants to be the best, and he wants to be the best for him and for the team. And I'm really excited to have him back. I think our best our best team has Josh Hodgson involved. And, um, yeah, he's such a skillful player, and he knows how to win games. Yeah, you want your best players available and playing football, and Josh Hodgson fits both uh, those categories nicely. Uh, before we move away from around the horn, I just want to give a shout-out to the school Raiders, uh, in particular David Campion, uh, one of their players who I saw... Uh, at the Raiders home match in Canberra a couple of weeks ago. They've got their first game uh, this weekend. They're playing in the under-14s category uh, here in the local competition. They'll also have a couple of games against the Score Dragons during the season. So to David and the rest of the Score Raiders, good luck uh, with the season ahead. We wish you guys nothing but the best. All right, unfortunately, we've got to do this. 24-16. Raiders, Newcastle in Wagga Wagga, not something that we really want to talk about too much, but um, the match happened, uh, we didn't win it, uh, and obviously um, it's not the outcome we were after, but uh, all in all, a really uh, great few days out there in Wagga Wagga, the, the locals embraced the, the game and, and turned up in numbers, and uh, despite the result, um, there was plenty of good things that come out of that trip. Yeah, definitely. Uh the highlight for me was actually probably on the Thursday, seeing so many kids smiling at the Mortimer Shield Carnival. Uh, I thought that was really nice, and I've got to give a big shout-out to a lot of our players. They did a pretty, big, pretty good job just interacting and mingling with a lot of the kids, so that was really nice to see. Yeah, it really was. I thought you were going to say your highlight was a William Farrow after the sponsors' <laughs> function. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about there, boys. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that was, uh, that was wonderful to see all the boys out there. And uh, A particular shout-out to Tom Starling and Bailey Simonson, who got some great feedback from South Wagga Public School uh, if you if you go onto their Facebook page, um, we can you can check out exactly uh, what they were up to. I think Tom delivered a team address. Uh, they also uh, helped them sing the team song at the end of the game. So a lot of fun from the guys. So well done to them. Uh, to the performance itself, John, uh, 16-0 at half time. Uh, probably a couple of opportunities squandered in that first half as well. And you'd thought, um, like I suppose we have for the last few weeks, is that the, they would go on in the second half and win the game. Yeah, I really, I really thought they they would. To be honest, um, it was a really good first half. I really liked how they were just playing the playing the scoreboard, putting a little bit of pressure on early, just with those uh, couple of penalty goals that they were going for. How good's George George's kicking, by the way? It's been um, outstanding. Those ones were from in front, but uh, a little bit later from the sideline as well. Um, that kick, I think we've we've talked about it in the office every day since that game. Um, that kick that uh, Ponga couldn't handle. How how good was that? Yeah, you yeah. couldn't hit like, it any I better. I haven't seen him hit one like that yep. in a, in a game before. It was it was outstanding. And then the pass from off the back of the scrum as well. You mentioned Joe Tarpanay doing good things. Like it felt like everything was clicking in, in mm. that first. I thought Joshua Parley was outstanding in his return too from that week off. So yeah, everything seemed to be going well. Uh, on the flip side, the second half, um, it it sort of started the. Um, in a really poor fashion, the, the Knights went for that sort of trick play and the short kick off, and they got the ball back and scored. And uh, it just felt that the pressure started to rise uh, from that moment. So uh, mentally, I think Tom, the team's just got to uh, learn on learn how to deal with that adversity, like they have in the past. We saw those games uh, in 2019 and and last season where, um, despite the scoreboard, you always felt like the team was 
capable of winning the game, but they just need to get back to that same mentality. Yeah, looking back at the game, it's quite... It's freaky just how close things could have changed. You know, that short kickoff from Ponga, I thought that really lifted the Knights' uh, mentality and that probably got the ball rolling for them. But the Aikens try with the put-down, uh, that was... Seb Chris sent- was held up over the line. I yeah, thought he yeah. was over for yeah, sure. I thought that one too. There was a few of those, like Josh Papali'i making that uh, little break where he oh, um, kicked, the, kicked the ball through <laughs> for George Williams and, and if the ball bounces, you know... One inch, one yeah. way, then we score again. We so had numbers on the left. There I'm was, sure, there, yeah. yeah, there was lots of opportunities, and uh, but I said, like, uh, that's that's rugby league. You've got, uh, it's a game of inches, and sometimes uh, things don't go your way. Yeah, exactly. It was just so um, frustrating at the end of that because you're right. There were so many um, opportunities where we were so close to the line. It looked like we were going to score tries, or uh, we were just held up just beforehand. If if there was a try off the back of that Papa kick, that that would have automatically been try of the year. <laughs> yeah, I'm putting that out there now, but um, it was good to see him refreshed after after his week off against Souths. Yeah, I, I think, like I said, um, you know, despite the very disappointing result, there was there, there was and Ricky said this in the press conference. There was plenty of effort in the team, and they're not definitely not uh, losing through lack of effort. It's just about execution, and it's about um, not giving the opposition time with the ball because we've seen under these new conditions when teams have prolonged possession, um, that definitely swings uh, momentum in the game. So, you know, giving away those six agains, turning the ball over in, in cheap position, uh, it's just something that we've got to really try and get out of our game if we're going to, um, um, you know, turn this slump around and, and put a few wins on the board. Welcome back to Behind the Limelight, thanks to OAC Digital, our special guest this week. It's great to have him not only on the podcast, but back in Canberra and back at training, Charles Nickel Klukstar. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, thanks. Um, really good to be back in the capital and uh, really good to be around the boys as well. So, yeah, very happy. Yeah, you've been uh, obviously uh, away for the past couple of weeks and um, I suppose the, the silver lining on the injury was that you got some time to go home and... Uh, spend with your, your boys. Um, that must have been, um, a, a, I suppose, a bonus uh, considering that the borders only just reopened as well. Yeah, it was a really, um, you know, if there were any positives to take out of um, something bad that had happened, um, you know, that was definitely on the top of the list. I got to tick off a few um, things personally as well while I was back home. So, um, yeah, positive positives all round. And um, like you said, got to spend two weeks with my babies. That um, first... I suppose, week after you injured yourself uh, would have been pretty scary, no doubt. I mean, a neck injury is a pretty serious thing and you saw one of your teammates, Joey Leilua, go through um, a similar type of thing a couple of years ago. So talk us through that first couple of days after after the injury and, and what was going through your mind. Yeah, I was pretty optimistic, to be honest. Um, I was really positive. You know, I felt like the first day of training after the game, I, I probably could have, um, you know, full trained, but I had a scan and... Uh, luckily, you know, we have uh, guys like Doc and the physios there to, you know, keep us boys in line. And, you know, they had a hunch and it was right. So, um, you know, spoke spoke to the doctor about uh, possibilities and, you know, they, they have to give you worst case scenario. And, you know, um, you know, retirement was out there and it was a little bit scary, uh, scary but to have um, stick there. Um, in that meeting and, you know, to have a quick chat to him after that meeting as well, he sort of put things into perspective for me and, um, you know, just let me know that they sort of have to give you that worst-case scenario. So, yeah, yeah I was uh, nerve-wracking, but, you know, we're on the back end of, of, of that injury and looking to head back into footy. So you've, you're back in training now. You've had the opportunity to do a couple of sessions, obviously no contact or anything. That 
I believe that the situation is a, a couple more weeks, another meeting with the specialist, get a check-in on where things are at and then um, try and work out a, maybe a time frame for return then? Yeah, so uh, really, really positive news. Um, we see the specialist and have another scan next week and it's pretty much on what the specialist uh, recommends but um, as soon as I went back home I got feeling back in my fingers, um, no sensations uh, whatsoever so that was a huge positive so it's been good for two weeks um, and yeah hopefully he, he clears me to come back as a full contact training and you know it's pretty much on me then I you know, could push forward before the bye or um, I'd say definitely after the yeah, You just alluded to there that you said you had no feeling in your fingers so when it happened what what was sort of going through your mind, like, and where was most of that pain coming from, like, because it's a bit of a sort of a strange injury, one that's sort of hard to picture for us that obviously haven't done it. Yeah, so it was, it was quite scary for me. It was sort of the first, um, you know, injury like that that had happened to me. So I was in a little bit of shock um, and knowing, you know, Jory Leilua, what happened to him and um, Mosse's going through that as well in Super League, you know, those sort of things sort of ran through my head because it was so new. So uh, I was very scary and... I'm just glad that it wasn't as bad as um, it could have been. I suppose that one thing that the game's doing uh, nowadays is, you know, they're really focusing on player health and safety and they've got HIA rules in there and, and all that type of stuff. And, and I, I suppose, with the medic, as you mentioned, the medical staff are, are straight onto these type of things and making sure, um, you know, that you're, you're you know, fit and healthy. And on the night, they made the decision not to let you go back out there. And Although, you know, you, if you wanted to go back out there, they, they probably wouldn't have let you go anyway. Yeah, just with, um, you know, the type of, uh, I guess, things that I was letting them know what was happening, you know, they were a little bit concerned straight away. Um, you know, the pins and needles, I had pins and needles that whole night, all morning, that whole weekend. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, I was really lucky, you know, they're obviously experts in their field for a reason and, um, you know, we all had that decision that it wasn't safe for me to go back out and the scan proved that. Well, let's move away from the, the negative sort of stuff. Let's talk about the positives. Um, uh, Caleb Bacons has had an opportunity to come in and fill in while you're away. And for a guy like yourself who, um, you know, was stuck behind um, a wonderful player in Roger Tuovasashek at the Warriors, it must be nice to see um, a friend of yours and a, and a young guy um, step up in your absence and, and play some really good footy. Yeah, 100%. You know, it was a little bit of a shock for me when, when I... Uh, us as a club, the Camberator signed him because, you know, I, I had, um, you know, high praise for him from a personal point of view. I thought he was a really good fullback at Penrith and he'd done a really good job and um, I was actually quite shocked that Penrith let him go in all honesty. So, yeah, it's a massive positive for us. He's been playing great footy, um, you know, and he's only going to build on, on what he's done already. So I'm looking forward to seeing him develop. Team's also uh, obviously going through a pretty tough patch at the moment. We've lost a few games. Um, uh, we hear all these you know, conflicting reports around about player unrest and things like that. For someone that's been back in camp for a couple of days, what have you judged the mood of the group? Yeah, actually pretty good, in all honesty. You know, the boys are still really tight, um, you know, and that's something that's going to get us through something like this. You know, it's sort of the first time we've... Um, you know, hit, hit this sort of bump in the road. You know, we've had injuries and in that in COVID, but nothing like this. So, you know, it's only something that's going to make us stronger. You know, um, experiences and challenges like these, you know, is, is, is going to benefit us in the future. So now boys are really tired. We had a really good session today and um, building for a really good weekend in Brisbane. Have you noticed a, an uptake in intensity at training this week, considering you've been away for a couple? 
yeah, it's obviously a little bit different. You know, uh, a few things have happened since I've been away, and um, yeah, it's 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 probably not about harping on what's happened and um, you know trying to bring a bit of freshness into the, into the group. And you know, they've done a really good job with the adversity they faced. Um, you know, like I said, sticking together is what's going to get us through it. And you know, we're just as tight as um, what we were when I left. So. Yeah, boys are in good stead and um, good preparation, good start to it today and we've got another session tomorrow before they fly out. Was it hard watching back from home in New Zealand, obviously watching the games and obviously those close losses? Yeah, it was really hard. You know, I felt like I was helpless. You know, I couldn't mm. offer any advice or, um, you know, just be there for the boys, a shoulder, go coffees. You know, I've already caught <laughs> up with a few boys already and um, it's been nice to gel with them and... Um, being with the crew again So yeah It was hard And just back on uh, Caleb You know obviously Did you Offer him any advice When he obviously Came back into the side When you got injured Or have, have you had much time To have sort of Any one on ones with him uh, Yep we caught up yesterday um, You know and over my break In New Zealand Just um, You know Extended the olive branch And yep. uh, To be fair He's been doing a really good job uh, Without any advice So uh, I just always make sure He knows that the door's open And uh, if he ever wants to walk through it, I'm always there to help. We'll stick around, Chance. We're going to preview the Raiders and Bulldogs shortly. You're listening behind the limelight, thanks to OAC Digital. <laughs> All right, round 10. Uh, the Bulldogs up in Brisbane, part of NRL's Magic Round. Chance, you were part of this um, fixture a couple of seasons ago, and we had the game against the Roosters, which was a crazy game where I think they got out to a big lead. We almost run them down at the end. What was the experience of Magic Round like for you the first time around? It was your, your sort of sort of breakout season in the NRL, and it was a bit of an interesting way to sort of approach that game. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was crazy. The the atmosphere, the the buzz around the uh, the town. I, um, you know, I went through on on the scooter with um, one of my good mates in <laughs> Brisbane, and man, the, just the people there, the community were really behind everything that was happening in Magic Crown, and um, yeah, it was a really good experience. Yeah, we got the scooters in Canberra. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this weekend uh, we're up against the Bulldogs. Obviously, two teams that uh, are desperate for a win. Um, obviously, the Raiders. We know the situation they're in, but the Dogs obviously coming off the back of a, a disappointing performance against the Dragons. I mean, they'll, they'll be up for this game. They've got um, some players in there. Uh, in their team that um, have got plenty of talent and no doubt they're looking to try and make amends as well. Yeah, definitely. They've, you know, got talent, like you said, uh, 1 to 17. And um, for us, it's, you know, we've got to go back to basics. And, you know, the boys know that it's about worrying about, about what we do, what we can control. And uh, that's our preparations, how we start, uh, how we defend and attack, all those sort of things. And, you know, the boys are really up for it. They, like I said, they had a really good session today. And, uh, the connection here is just as good as it was when I left. Having a look at the Raiders side this weekend, obviously a couple of force changes there. Uh, Semi Valame gets his first opportunity uh, this weekend for the season on the wing and also uh, Ryan uh, James and Dynamis Louis back into the side this weekend and Josh Hodgson who returns from that calf injury. He'll start from the bench, but, um, geez, when you've got a player like him coming off the bench, it's a really good sign of the depth in your club. Yeah, no, nah, 100%. I, I said at the start of pre-season, you know, you, you sort of forget the, the type of leadership and skill and uh, the quality of skill that he brings to our team when you haven't had that for so long. So I think the boys are going to benefit with having him back and his leadership around the ruck is going to help us as well. 
having a look at a couple of matchups uh, in this match. Uh, I've gone for a, a cracker on the edge, and it's uh, between uh, one of our former ones in Nick Kotrick and uh, Bailey Simonson. They'll be up against each other this weekend. I'm sure that they'll. Um, you know, be keen to get one over because they're, they're pretty good mates, those two. So it'll be interesting to see how they go up against each other. Yeah, it's going to be a really good um, battle between those two. They're, they're sort of um, two in the same, so nah, it's, it'll be a good game. Both love a, a picture without their shirt on, on <laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, boys. I had to throw that one out there. But, you yeah, know, I've, um, I've gone with big Josh Papali'i against Luke Thompson. Uh, I was just looking at some... Uh, Thompson stats for the Bulldogs before you know, he averages about probably 60 minutes a game but in those minutes he averages 140 running metres and almost 40 tackles so a, a massive sort of I guess presence for them and um, obviously we know what Big Papa can do but yeah have you seen much of Big Luke Thompson and what he, he's probably going to offer the Bulldogs? Yeah he's got really good go forward uh, Luke Thompson you know they obviously brought him into the NRL and the Bulldogs for a reason and um, you know he had a full preseason under his belt as well so he'll, he'll play well but It'll be about what we can control and what we can do, and uh, that's our game. All right, let's have a look at the podcast predictions. I went within a whisker of getting Caleb Aikens over for a try last week, and they, although he grounded it, they said he didn't ground it with his hand, so missed that on that one. Um, we also had um, Caleb went for Jack for a try and a try assist, so missed that on that. Uh, and Johnny uh, went for three tries to Jack White, and uh, very optimistic. It didn't happen last weekend, but... You never know this weekend. Tom, what are you predicting will happen? Oh, I'm sick of not getting one, so... You're going with something that you think's a guarantee? Yeah, yeah I've got a good feeling, so I'm going to go with my good friend, Semi Valame, getting a try on his return back into the side. Yep, that's a that's a fair call too. He'll be on that right edge uh, in replace of Jordan Rapana this weekend, so Semi getting a try. Uh, chance, we've got some mic malfunctions there, but what have you got for <laughs> us this week? Uh, yeah, what I've got... Um you know, I've got George Williams to have a man of the match performance. Um, you know, I think he's going to come out firing. He had a really good first half and, um, you know, obviously with defending a lot, he's not going to be able to uh, do as great as he did at second half. So, yeah, really good game from him this weekend and when he plays well, we play well. Yeah, he does. I remember that kick in the first half. I don't think I've ever heard a ball come off a boot sweeter than that one that Kalen Ponga put down. So a couple more from George this weekend to be fantastic. Well, I've done it for two weeks in a row. I'm going to go up for. I'm going to give it one more crack. Uh, Caleb Aikens, he's got to get a try this weekend. <laughs> it's got to happen. He's been so close um, over so many weeks. So um, I'm going to go for Caleb again. So the leaderboard, um, still looking pretty grim. I'm on one and a half. The players combined one and a half, and the boys, Tom and John, on one point, so they're struggling still. So um, that's all we've got time for this week. I want to thank Chance Nickel Cookstart for coming in and having a chat to us, mate. And we can't wish you anything but all the best in your recovery, and we can't wait to see you back out in the field soon. Uh, thanks, team. <laughs>